Welcome to the Get Offset Podcast. My name is Andrew. And I'm Emily. And today we are going to talk about money. Money. But we'll 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 come back to that. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say stuff and things. I was like, I thought we'd agreed that we nope. weren't gonna do that anymore. I, I thought we had too. That 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 is dead. We yes. no longer talk about stuff. And we certainly don't talk about things. Hell no, we don't. That's for wimps. We just talk about that real ish though. That real that real ish. Them real ish is ishes. <laughs> that reminds me of one of my favorite knock knock jokes. Oh no. Knock knock. Uh, who's there? Dishes. Dishes who? Dishes Sean Connery. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. As soon as I said it, I knew where it was going. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, eh, 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 eh. Sorry, no. if I'm a little slow. I had a show last night, and I'm a little recovering well, from it. I guess. A little worse for the wear. A little worse for wear. It was a fun show though. Um, but it was at the Connor Burn, and I, I was the only person in my band who'd ever played at Connor Burn before, which I thought was kind of weird. Hmm. So I've, that's pretty much exclusively where I've played. Strange. Well, yeah. it was a good show overall. Yeah, it was. Um, would have liked for more people to be there, but the people who were there were great. I think the band did a good job. Uh, I Yay. got to try this fancy pants gin. I don't remember the name of it, but how uh, fancy pants? It was like oak barrel aged. Oh, see, I like just about anything that's aged in oak barrels. Yeah, it was nice, really a, nice. I had a an aged beer last night. I, I'm not drinking. I'm drinking tea right now, but I did have a fancy beer last night that was aged in oak barrel. Good for you. But not a. St- it wasn't like a standard like stout. Like, cause usually when you think of like aged beer, I think like stout aged in whiskey barrels. Mm. This was an ale aged in oak Chardonnay barrels. Interesting. So it had a very nice, crisp and refreshing kind of tart thing going on. Um, it was, it was made with peaches and it, it was like a really great stone fruit kind of refreshing sort of deal. Uh, with Chard- Chardonnay barrels aren't charred. So don't, it's just the... don't talk to me about stone fruit. What's wrong with stone fruit? I got allergies to some stone fruits. Are those just cherries? I haven't had other stone fruits. Well, sucks to suck. Uh, Wait, are peaches are peaches stone fruits? Yeah. I've had canned peaches as a kid. I don't even know where to, where to go with that. That that seems like a very sad life. Man, have you ever had a canned peach? It's just like it's very sugary. Well, it depends on what it's canned with. If it's canned with the syrup or with water, I usually get it with water, and I'll just throw it on like pancakes or waffles. I'm gonna get canned. The syrup, I'm sure. Yeah, mm. but no, I I like fresh fresh stone fruit, and stone fruit when it's in season is a great season to go grocery shopping. Sure. I like peaches, and I like apricots. Peaches, yeah. Anyway, nice. so it was a very it was a very fancy beer from Silver City Brewing, part of their 500 milliliter series. Oh, so it was in a big bottle? Uh, just a pint bottle, yeah. Yeah. Cool, um, cool. Yep, we're, yep, yep. We're off to an energetic start. It, you know, it's kind of fall starting to set in. It's been kind of dra- 
dreary weather more or less lately. I'm sipping on tea. Uh, I had a fireplace going last night. Nice. I mean, it's just, I've reached that time of the year where I'm kind of just in my chill, happy place, which is very, makes it really difficult to want to get motivated to actually do anything productive. <laughs> I think that I'm just kind of at that point um, where I have so much to do and I don't really want to do any of it, even though stuff I like to do, like I have a gig on Thursday that I need to like put together something for, and I, I just don't want to, I just don't, I just like, I just, I just want to watch some true crime documentaries, you know, I don't really want to. Yeah. I, th- I guess I'll probably do that after, after this. I'm trying to work on, work through some demos, uh, as well. Been doing those several times a week some very cool top secret stuff coming up yeah there is some top secret stuff coming up i wasn't gonna i wasn't i wasn't gonna mention it i'm just look how you've gone and you've mentioned it i mentioned it i'm just gonna tease the i know something you don't know except i mean you know it but our listeners don't yeah they will they will at some point they will they will um yeah i wasn't gonna mention it at all until it happened so I'm keeping this as vague as humanly possible. Thanks for that. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't know how uh, if we're supposed to be talking about it, like, at all. Well, as long as we don't talk about what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty I'm, neat. It's pretty neat. And that's all we can say about it. Yeah. It's a bummer that like I have all these shows and I can't take it to any of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> and this is the part of the show where the listener is shouting, "What is it?" Oh God, that was so loud, Andrew. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, I I think I heard that come back into my headphones. Yeah, I'm really confused. I can't tell if you're. Audio is recording. Uh, my audio says recording in progress. Okay, good. So does mine. But on my cool. on my end, yours just says ready to record, and I don't know if it's usually like that. That is strange. Does mine say recording in process? It does. Progress. Progress. Prog rock. Prog rock, your favorite. Ugh. <laughs> I think I'm also kind of in a sour mood because it's my anniversary weekend and my husband is sick. So that that would make for a sour mood, indeed. Yeah, I'm like he's just. I just want to spend time with him, and he's just not feeling so great. Well, best wishes to Rick. Get well soon. Yeah. And are you guys aren't you guys doing something cool this upcoming weekend, anyways? Yeah. But now I'll probably be sick for it because that's how this—that's how marriage works, as you know. Right. Yeah. Yep. So. And it's always the last person in the house to get it that gets it the worst. Don't. I mean, yeah. So, Not to be negative, but it's true. I'm like, I'm just like watching true. him be miserable, and I'm like, well, I have a show on Thursday, and then I'm waking my ass up really early the next day to go, um, to our vacation trip. So we're going to Victoria by the time this episode launches. We'll have just gotten back. Nice. Yeah. So it'll be exciting. I <sighs> a couple days away from guitars actually kind of sounds nice at this point. No. 
Well, shall we? Uh, do we want to talk about do you any updates of the kitty cats? Um, where is she? where I don't know where my cat is. Not cat really. Next to you. Yeah. No, she's probably looking out a window or some something like that. Uh, no, not really. Like I wish I had more. I wish I was more exciting. Uh, this day I've just been so, um up to my neck in, in guitar stuff and different projects that is just uh that's really all i've done and i just lie awake at night thinking about guitar parts it's it's fine it's better than like other things one could be that could be keeping one awake indeed yeah that's, that's a good kind of busy yeah i just yeah i guess i just you know i do this to myself well, moving on with our very melancholy, kind of chill sort of episode. This is this is a, a departure from the usual pace of our episodes. I, I'm not opposed to this. I yeah, I wish we were a little more uh, up tempo. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, shall we shall we jump to sponsors? Yeah, let's, jump the tempo a little bit. Let's, let's let's talk about sponsors. All righty, folks, it's that time of the episode where we talk about the folks who help us do what we love to do the most, which is podcast. And first up, we've got Jennings Guitars. And oh boy, I cannot say enough good things. I've, he, Jennings has been a sponsor of the show for a couple of months now. Basically, since the beginning, it's been almost like 10 months. Yeah, it's it. Chad's been great to us. And uh, I got to say, like, I, I was thinking back i was a little concerned i wasn't going to be able to say like jennings guitars over and over and over again but i can't say enough good things he's just he is killing the game and if you aren't jumping on that train i don't know what you're doing with your life so mm -hmm. i i think that's that's what i've got to say go check out if you haven't checked out chad's work go check him out on instagram check him out on his um uh, on his website and just scroll through, see what he's got. His prices are ridiculously competitive and his guitars are so incredibly tasty looking and a whole lot of options in terms of customization at a really affordable price. Tasty. Super tasty. So tasty. Um, yeah. Uh, speaking of sponsors, I think that uh, it would be fair to call out the individual humans who in some sort of way sponsor this podcast by supporting us on Patreon. I think that's a lovely idea. Let's shout out uh, Jason Fuzzmonger. I doubt that's his real name. Uh, it's not. I know his real name. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've seen his real name somewhere. I just forget it. Uh, but the man, the myth, the legend. Yes. Uh, Noah Barnett, who all, usually does his play-by-play uh, -play of the episode when he listens to the episode. And I, I really like that. That kind of, I actually really enjoy reading through that one, uh, like on, on Tuesdays. Mm -hmm. I, I look forward to that. I do too. So Noah, we appreciate yeah. you. Uh, Jeff Covey, who I need to send some sweet swag out to. He's a complete sweetheart that we ran into at the Hold Steady show. Yeah. Yes. I hope he's liking that for Fuzz Sake shirt. Heck yeah. He's great. Uh, Aliyah Franson is one of the new, new ones. And Zach Hale. Woo! Thanks, Yens. Seriously, that mean like that kind of support means the world to us, and I could not be more stoked about yes. it. Yes. And when we hit twenty-five dollars a month, we will do a bonus episode where we interview all of our patrons at once. So I think that basically next person in at a five dollar level 
is the last I person. I think that puts in. us yeah, over. That, that'll put us over. Or for more $1 patrons. And uh, moving on from our patrons real quick, I just wanted to shout out uh, a listener of our show, Sean Crawford, who I got to meet in person Sean! for the first time. Sean's so sweet. I saw him at the guitar store. Nice. Yeah, I, I ran in, into Sean uh, earlier this week, and it was a pleasant surprise. I didn't realize I was going to see him. And my goodness, is that dude the nicest, raddest dude I, I think I've ever met. So thanks for listening to the show, Sean. It's a pleasure. And I hope to run into you more often around Seattle. He's great. He was just on um, the Friends Pick Friday, the Emerald City Guitars Friends Pick Friday thing that I was on. And he on freaking also. killed it. It was so he's good. He's very good. He's very good. It 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 kind of hurts my brain. He's incredible. But mm-hmm. I'm glad he got to do that. It's it's nice. It's nice to see friends doing that. Alrighty. So, shall we jump into the topic of money? Yeah, and this topic kind of was sparked by conversations happening in uh, our one of our private group chats. Indeed, we do have a podcast private group chat on Facebook. You thought those group chats went away? Well, uh, we found a way. So, life uh, finds a way, as as the saying goes. Ugh. Yes. Oh, don't do that. That yes. man is an American treasure, and you know it. I love. I love him i just get really tired of people quoting that (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) um yeah so the uh, this this topic came up a little bit and that uh gave me a um a little bit of a spark my brain started running throughout the rest of the week uh thinking about the just the whole topic in general and i've got a whole lot of thoughts and a little bit of insight into the particular of money and in, in terms of retail and discounts and what that looks like. And I just, I thought it'd be worth having a conversation about. Yeah. Buying and selling practices, I think is sort of uh, the, 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 the high level description, I suppose. I don't know. But I think uh, specifically what was happening in the chat was somebody was talking about um, uh people wanting discounts. And I think that was like on a private sale. Right. Yes. Right. And I see, I've seen people post that a lot. Um, just like somebody either truthfully or lying about, I think especially being part of a church or some sort of education and they want whatever you're selling for a significant discount. Right. Right. So that, that that's part of it. And um, I think that's what sparked I know, it. That's what sparked it. I think a few episodes ago we talked about uh, the Seattle gear swap page and some of the buying and selling practices in terms of discounts there. That's more of like a private uh, person to person kind of sale. I think this episode kind of digging into the more retail space. Yes. And we've all I we've all been in a guitar shop. We've all had that ex- experience where we've gone to go buy something or. Uh, it's like, well, do I have to pay full price for this? Or like, what's the deal? And should I, this, that, and the other thing. Um, for those of us who've worked retail. So I, I worked, um, I've worked at a couple different guitar shops over the years and, um, I've got a whole lot of experience with people just straight up asking for discounts or, and different variances on mm-hmm. that. And so I've got a whole lot of thoughts that I'd like to yeah. share. I mean, just off the bat, I don't, I just want to say, I don't think there's anything wrong with asking for discount like a a reasonable one i think that is in a lot of instances uh expected 
Right, right. Well, and it certainly depends on the shop and the environment. I think I, I, here's what I would say is just a, a overview golden rule is it doesn't hurt to ask, but please don't be entitled to a discount. And so, yeah, don't be a dick if someone tells you no. Yeah, it, don't don't push for it. It's not the kind of thing that if you're working with a salesperson and they're saying like, yeah, sorry, we can't do anything for you on the price. There's probably a reason for that. And we'll get to that in a second in terms of kind of what it looks like from the sales perspective. And so if you're at a store and you're asking for this, this is this is what the other guy's thinking. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, don't be pushy yeah. about it. It'd be okay with taking no for an answer. Don't act entitled to it. And so... That said, discounts, they do exist. Um, they are out there. And- I feel like tons of stores, I, I know like a local store has basically a list of that their employees have access to that says like, how low can you go on this product? Like if somebody wants to haggle or negotiate, uh, it sort of has their almost like secret price. Um like when I go into a store, sometimes, especially if it's something that's used, especially if it's something that's been on the wall for a while, um, I I'll ask like, "Hey, is is this price the best that we can do?" And I I get about fifty fifty on that. Um, and it's yeah, I've gotten a couple guitars like that. I got the the tenor guitar, uh, my, my um Astrojet tenor guitar by Eastwood that way. It was you know brand new it hadn't even been there that long but i just asked i'm like is this the best that we can do and they're like oh, yeah how about a uh, hundred bucks off or whatever i'm like yeah i'm very glad now i'm glad i asked and they were fine with it obviously they could have said no if they weren't so that's right that's well, my that's that's what i do if you want to steal my trick feel free to steal emily's trick that's a courteous way of saying uh, just a courteous way of saying it uh and that said, you you what you brought up there is points us to a distinction. There's there's used gear and there's new gear. Now with new gear, um, the the shop is receiving this either from a distributor or from the manufacturer itself. And there's this thing in the industry called map pricing. Emily, do you do you know what map stands for? Minimum advertised pricing. Right? That is correct. I've also max or or is it ma- it's it, yeah, yeah minimum advertised price. I've also heard of it described as. Um, manufacturer's asking price that's not the actual um what the acronym officially stands for but it's another way to think of it um basically it's the manufacturer says hey our we think our product is worth a certain amount this is how we want it to be represented to the consumer please don't list it as anything lower than this and some retailers are better retailers are better than others uh, about respecting that. And I think when we get into this conversation, I think that's an important thing to be aware of that re- that manufacturers do care about how much their product is selling for. It's not just about them getting their cut of like the their 60% cut of the price or whatever. So like if if, if so let's let's put it this way. If the item is at map price at 200 bucks, let's say the manufacturer gets um 140 bucks out of it. So they're, they're 60%. And then the rest of it is margin. Now you would think that it'd be totally acceptable for a retailer to play with that margin a whole bunch. Um, but that, and it, then it, it wouldn't theoretically matter to the manufacturer, but if a retailer is constantly dropping stuff under that map pricing that can undercut what that manufacturer can ask other retailers to try and sell it for, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not yeah. saying that... You, 
that I'm not trying to undercut the idea of ever being asked for a discount, but this is, this is a dynamic that is in play in the back end of things. I think it's useful for us as consumers to be aware of. I think that what you need to take into account though, when you say that, because I think that if you understandably uh, get defensive about brands, um, which I think is, is uh, fine. I don't have a problem with that. I think it's good to, you know, want to defend the brands that you love. Uh, but the keyword in map is advertised. Right, right. So if you're going in and you're like asking for, you know, 10% off, that's, they're not advertising that price. Right. So I don't, so there's not really, and there's not really an issue there. It's just, it really is. You can't, that's why, that's why earthquake or pedals are the same price uh, across the board. You're not going to get a better advertised price from Sweetwater versus Guitar Center versus your mom and pop. For the most part, and we'll talk about how retailers like to skirt that rule um, in a bit. Right. But yeah, and so and I, and I agree with you there. I, I think that's a completely fair point, and retailers knowingly kind of screwing with the margins. I mean, that's at the end of the day, they're the ones that take the price hit on that. It's not ultimately messing with the margins for the manufacturer. Mm-hmm. So, but some, for some of them, they like, I, uh, you, you want to compete with price for, for your products wherever you can truly. Um, so yeah, that's, yeah. So- that's one way that in a lot of industries, people or companies try to make a difference for things that aren't like, super duper regulated like that like oh rice krispies are cheaper at the uh the fred meyer than they are the qfc right and and i think that that's fair so are you still there yeah sorry i'm having uh, my brain just like cleared it it's the tea yes (laughs) yes it's a is it one of those special mind clearing teas can i get some of that no it's just uh this is just oolong Oh, so it's just oxidized oh. green tea. It's, it's yeah. kind of nice. I like it. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, that's a dynamic to be aware of. Um, and it's not, it's, I feel like there aren't, we talk about like other industries and just how like some of them are, um, you know, uh, sh- more strict about certain things than others. It's my understanding that map isn't as big a deal like in Europe. Like they don't take it as seriously as it's taken in the United States. I don't. So I did work at a guitar shop in Europe. However, it was on an air force base. And so that's a, that was a completely different story. And um, yeah, the, the way that shop worked is they didn't have any deals with distributors because it was a really small time mom pa shop um, on the air force base. And there's, so what they did is they would just order stuff from musicians, friend, um, because that was one of the only companies that would ship to the type of mailbox that they had there. And then they would just mark it up for a price. And so that way, and the reason for that is, uh, folks who are, if you've lived on an air force base overseas that you do have access to like American shipping, but it takes, it can take like five to six weeks, depending on the time of year for stuff to actually show up. Even if you're paying for like the, like three to five day ground price, um, and anyways, that that's a that's a completely different business model. But I can't speak to the rest of European stores. I think that's a, that'd be something to be interested to hear more about from if we have yeah. a guest on later. Or if a listener wants to clue us in on uh, 
our Facebook page or something like right. that. that. I'd actually, I'm really curious about that. Um, now there, yeah. the, on the other end of the spectrum, there are companies who are very strict about map and um, they, part of their retail agreement is they don't allow you to discount at all. Mm-hmm. So a couple of companies I can think of are Rickenbacker um, and full tone actually doesn't um, allow retailers to discount stuff. Uh, Advertise discounts are just like period. Period. So when I worked at guitar center, um, full tones and Rickenbackers, you could not alter the price on that included for employee discounts. Ugh, that's gross. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just, that's part of their business model. And if that's the deal that's signed upon, uh, that just be aware of that. And I don't, and so if someone's telling you, I literally cannot take any money off of this because of, um, a retail retailer agreement, then you, if you're sitting in a store and you're trying to get a deal on, on a Rickenbacker, then, and someone's trying to tell you this, please be respectful of that. Be aware that your salesperson has no control over that. Mm-hmm. And also be aware that just because I'm saying Rickenbacker and full tone right now doesn't mean that those agreements haven't changed. So I, I can't speak to how updated and current that is. It's been a couple of years. Um, almost, yeah. It's been about two years, almost to the day that I quit. So oh, yeah. Um, congratulations <laughs> on your almost quit anniversary. What is your quit anniversary? I just remember it was in October sometime. I think it was like tor- oh, okay. it was right before my birthday. Ah. Uh, so cool, cool. Um, yeah. So sometimes you want to discount, and it's just not possible, right? And and that's on the that's on new gear side of things with used gear. That if we're talking used stuff, that's entirely up to your retailer because they're the ones that mm-hmm. purchased it, and they're the ones that are reselling it. And, yes. And for used gear, that's that's really going to come down to: do they think it's going to move? Do they get a lot of questions about it? Has it been there for long? Um, if it's a more unique piece that might be difficult to move, even if it hasn't been up for very long, if someone interested comes along, they're not going to, they're not necessarily going to say no and wait for another nine months for another person for like a more niche type instrument. Right. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, can we talk a little bit about, um, sort of something that I touched on earlier that you see sometimes in, in local, uh, sales things with people, asking for or better description sometimes feels like demanding discounts because um for example they work in a church yeah (laughs) well okay so let's let's talk about that and i i'm not gonna pull any punches on this one because i don't have any excuses uh in my experience working retail between the two different shop or the two different guitar centers and then the one um mom pa shop that I've worked at in my experience. And I hate to say this being a Christian coming from that world, but the church folks were always really difficult to work with because they always demanded a Jesus discount. They always acted really entitled to that. And okay, maybe not always, but pretty frequently. And it was, it didn't take very long for my coworkers at guitar center to be like, Hey, you're Andrew, you're a Christian. Uh, can you deal with this pastor? And he's being kind of difficult or, and so I, I get past a lot of these deals. Uh, just because my coworkers who weren't in the church space didn't want to have to deal with that. And I certainly don't blame them. So that was my experience. I, I don't have a whole lot of excuse. What I'd like to say is if, if you found yourself being that difficult person and saying, Hey, well, I work at a church. I really um, like this, that, and the other thing and trying to push for that really hard. 
from one Christian to another, please be aware that that reputation is there. Be aware that our kind aren't very liked very well in the retail space because of that. It's just not a good representation of the church as a whole. And that's, I, I just, I can't sugarcoat that one. Please. So this is just a reminder to, to all of anyone who's listening to this, who's involved in the praise and worship world, please be respectful and be aware that that goes a long way. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty, that's, that's just annoying because the idea is that you, uh, I, I, I guess that those people who are doing that think that, oh, since it's like a higher calling and a higher power that, you know, you should get discounts in places where you normally wouldn't. Um, and I just, I don't like it. I don't like that at all. Right. I mean, I, I understand the mindset. I'm sympathetic to it. I I've worked in churches before. I know what it's like to be on a super strapped budget and to have you like, well, I, I mean, we've got to cut corners somewhere and, and I understand what it's like to not want to have to cut corners as much as possible and trying to make that money go as far as possible. So I, I understand what that mindset is like, and I am sympathetic to it, but don't push it to an extent to where you are being quote unquote, that guy. Um, I, I, I had folks from uh, one particular story is I had it. He was the pastor's son of this church. And he told me that so-and-so from this other guitar center location had promised them a certain price on, it was a Nord stage two. And I'm looking mm-hmm. at this thinking, I don't see how someone promised you 40, 40 or 45, like nearly half off of a, of a $4,000 keyboard. Like what the heck? No. And so I called the other store and it turned out that no one at that store um, even went by that name. Like the, the dude was huh. completely making it up. And I'm just here like, Hey buddy, like, I don't know what to tell you, but no one at that store goes by this name. Are huh. you sure that was the right store? Like what? I, 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 I'm not sure. I, I can't give you this discount. I don't believe you. And I mean, they just went off on me. They wanted to speak to my manager and this, that, and they just kind of sat there and argued and the manager like caved and said like, okay, well we can give you like 20% of I think that's more or less how the, how it went down, but it, they left and everybody's like, well, screw them. Like, like what God do they work for again? It is just like, it was not a good look. Yeah. Like, I don't think you want to be associated with that behavior. And I, and like, I get it like that, yeah. even that 20% off that saved, that's a, when we're talking five grand, that's a pretty significant chunk of money. Oh yeah. Like a thousand bucks. But yeah. But to what end, like, what are you ultimately trying to accomplish and what, what, what is your collateral worth? And me, from the perspective of being a Christian, having been involved with a lot of churches who run strap budgets, that just isn't worth it. Well, if you can't afford the Nord, maybe you should get something else. (laughs) Yes. And you got to play with your priorities. And if you're having a hard time sorting out how to best build out your sound system, if you're if you're a youth pastor at a smaller church and you've got a really limited budget and you're not sure how to best distribute what little money you have to get the most out of it. That's what your salespeople are there for. If you if you show up to a shop and you say, hey, this is what I'm looking at, um, and you can, can work with someone to try and narrow down what where your money will work best, I actually really liked working with those customers. And I, and I can't say that for every salesperson, but I really appreciated that because for me as a sales guy, that meant that they valued my opinion, my input, and we got to work mm-hmm. together and collaborate to kind of make them happy. And those, those are the kind of sales deals where I felt really gratified at the end of it. Like I could... I could go home and be like, yeah, like I helped someone today. Yeah. Like those really rare, nice. like retail moments where you didn't feel like you're subhuman. 
Yeah. Aww. <laughs> uh, we've for the, anyone who's worked retail, you know exactly what that's like. I, it hurts. Um, I've never worked retail, but I have sold airbrush tattoos at theme parks. Yep. That was pretty awful. Yeah. So. I had to touch strangers. That was sweaty strangers. Gross. Ugh. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I've had to put microphone, like help people like get microphones, like, uh, like up through their, not like in a weird way, but like sweaty shirts, sweaty yeah. shirts and like reaching up someone's back, like like a skin tight shirt to help feed a lav mic up through there. And uh, super gross. Yeah, no, pretty um, gross. Yeah. Like walking, like leave as soon as I'm done with that, walk to the nearest bathroom and just scrub like all the way up to my elbow. Oh, um, yeah. It's pretty nasty. Other people sweat is pretty nasty. Anyways, so that's that's my long spiel short. Uh, I know I'm not the only one that feels that way about the quote-unquote church folks. Um, who? Are- I mean, I could talk about just like from the music business perspective of, you know, the Christian music industry, but that is, that's a different can yeah, of worms. And, yeah, and I, I don't like making blanket statements. I don't like trashing another people. Um, I, I'm framing this all around. This is my perspective. And I know this, I'm not the only one in, who's worked in sales who has had this experience with folks. I can't oh, say no. honestly it's, that there was exceptions. There are several churches that I got to work with that I really enjoyed working with and um, had a really great buy sell relationship uh, with helping them get what they needed. So I, I, I'm not saying this goes uh, is a universal thing, but I can say pretty frequently I get, deals passed to me because my coworkers just didn't want to deal with these folks. And that yeah. just, that, that sucks for me from mm-hmm. the perspective I'm at wanting to see people represent Christianity. Well, so yes. Um, moving on a little bit more, the, one of the last things that I wanted to talk about is uh, from the consumer perspective, something just to keep an eye out for. So we talked about map a little bit before earlier and how sometimes retailers like, aren't supposed to advertise anything lower than that. Um, but there are exceptions. One of them being like B stock or like floor model. So if um, like at guitar center, if something's been on the floor, it's kind of dinged up. Chances are decent. They can give you uh, a discount or they'll, uh, if they can't offer to ship it to you. Um, I mean, a lot of mine pop shops will do that. Like if it's dinged up, you, you can probably get like 10% off of it or something. Um, that's a pretty normal and expected thing to see like kind of scratch and dent stuff go up. I mean, scratch and dent is what your musician's friend puts it up as. I think, um, actually my first electric guitar, I bought scratch and dent. Oh really? Yeah. It was, uh, my thin line telly, the modern player. Mm-hmm. I got that for, um, it was at the time it was selling for 450. I think they've raised mm-hmm. their prices since then. And I think I got it for three seventy because someone had bought nice. it and returned it and it had a small scratch on the back. Oh. It was like a huge, like nearly a hundred bucks off. I'm like, for a That's small awesome. scratch, yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, uh, nice. I actually, yeah, I remember I, I uh, woke up one morning, was headed to school, and my dad had known I was looking at that. So I was saving up all my money in high school to pay for this guitar, and he saw that when it popped up in the scratch and dent for a huge chunk off, and he's like, "Well, I know that you've got, you're not quite the the full retail amount saved up in your bank account, but I know you've got this much, and I saw that mm-hmm. it's available." why don't we go ahead and pull the trigger? Nice. So shout out to dad for helping me score a deal on my first guitar. Cool. cool. Um, anyways, all of that said, some retailers, and I'm not going to name names, but this is just something to be aware of, but some retailers like to abuse this practice. 
and the first time I, I didn't realize this is a thing until I ordered a, um, I remember ordering a DNM drive, um, which I regret selling. Um, I needed, Oh yeah, I sold it to get a King of tone and whereas I like my King of tone and it was, it was certainly a really great deal on my end of things. I honestly really enjoyed the DNM drive and I'm not sure if I had the two side by side, which one I'd rather have on a board. Um, flip it, flip it, flip it, flip it. No, I, I, I can't flip my King of tone. It was part of the deal of who sold it to me at a reasonable price. Um, Sell it at a reasonable price. <laughs> Sell it at a reasonable price. Um, anyway, so I I ordered it, and all there's all the used prices. The cheapest one I could find on Reverb was a uh, was a B stock, or a, so it was listed as a floor model. I'm like, you know what? I don't care if it's kind of beat up as long as it works. I'll I'll save like the fifty or sixty bucks or whatever it was. So I ordered it, and it came in the mail. I opened up the box, and the box was unopened, and I was like mm-hmm. looking at this. I'm like like okay where's the damage or maybe they just like glued it back shut i don't know and i just like opened it up and there's not a scratch on this thing it was clearly never had been out of the box before i was really confused um so i started asking her like hey is like did should i return this or did they send me the wrong one like i feel bad like i got a really good deal out of this by accident and uh i didn't realize at the time but the retailer is known for doing this where they undercut map by um listing something as quote-unquote b-stock um, or B stock or uh, floor model, but it's really not. It's just the their. It's just what they have in stock, and that's how they move items mm-hmm. faster. Um, yeah. And chances are, if you've if you've had that experience before, you know probably know which retailer I'm talking about. Um, there are a handful of retailers that do that. So just when you're cruising Reverb.com, uh, or is usually where you see this. Just be aware of that. And if you want to take advantage of that, that's your, that's your prerogative. But as we talked about before that, that, um, uh, that asking price is there for a reason. And I personally feel strange about going back and doing that again. Uh, yeah. because I know that that's undercutting, um, uh, Robert Keeley. I mean, that, uh, what value that is out in the market. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of, I don't want to contribute to that. And maybe I'm the only one, maybe not everybody feels strongly about that, but I just feel weird about knowing that that retailers got found a loophole that they're working with. I mean, I don't feel like one there's other than knowing that the, that seller has the propensity of doing that. Um, you don't know, you don't, I mean, until you get it and then right. what are you going to do? Like it's, it's, it's that kind of thing where it's, you're not knowingly taking advantage of a thing. Right. It just happens to be that way. That's completely on the onus of, of the seller. And I, I wouldn't feel, I wouldn't feel bad if, if it had happened to me, honestly, I don't feel bad about it for the particular instance, but now knowing what I know, I'm not going to go back and spend more money with that retailer. And I know if I were to ever be, if I were somehow to own a company that was distributing to retailers, I, I would be very hesitant to send my product to this retailer. Well, these these companies surely know that that this company is doing that. Like, and that may be surely. the case. It just it, maybe I'm just being overly sensitive about this. That just it strikes me the wrong way. It doesn't feel right, and I, I'm not likely to spend my money that way again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you and I have different opinions on. I think um, like if you can afford it, should you not ask for a discount? We do have also, different opinions on that. Yeah. I think it, you know what? Just ask. And I, 
Because even if you can afford it, I just feel like a lot of the people who um, can't afford it, you know, yeah, you can afford the pedal for 200 bucks, but if you can get it for 180, that's, that's a lot better. Like you could use that 20 bucks in some other way. Like I, I support, I like to support the builders I like to support. Um, I also like to save money where I can. And, uh, yeah, that's that's kind of just that's it it's that simple and i don't really i don't feel bad about it because the worst thing that could happen is someone could tell me no to the discount and you know i'm probably gonna buy it anyway yeah and 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 that's fair and that's your opinion i i tend to lean in the direction of if if it's a 200 hundred dollar pedal and i um if i'm buying it brand new and i know i could kind of push for that discount i'm personally inclined to just pay the full 200 bucks knowing that that's um going to I I kind of feel like a worker is worth their wages kind of a thing. And mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just kind of what I tend to lean towards. If I can afford to pay for the whole price, I'm going to. Um, mm-hmm. It's almost kind of how I feel about like tipping in a restaurant is I tend to, to tip, tip well, or like tip reasonably. I, I don't, I don't like to tip really low. Um, I feel that's, weird about that's- that. That's different. I know it's different, but it's just kind of. It says, yeah, that's not even the same level. I don't know. It's just how my mindset kind of runs with that. And I don't know. It's just a difference of opinion. I'm not upset with anyone who feels differently. I'm not saying asking for like 50%. I'm saying typically my go to is I would like 10% off because sales tax in Washington State and Seattle is uh, about 10%. So if I can get it for the the price that's listed on the little sign that's the price that i prefer <laughs> so i yeah you know i don't always do it um i especially don't do it with smaller builders unless i'm trying to you know get some trade value with you know, marketing expertise or uh filming a demo or something like that and featuring their product and still paying for it <laughs> yeah yeah and not like paying an exposure but like pay money and then a little exp- <laughs> and then also give them the exposure. So I don't want people to think that I am like a cheap um bee. Uh <laughs> No, I don't think anyone's thinking that based on this conversation. Yeah. Um, but while we're at it, hey, I've got 500 followers on Instagram and I uh, you want to send me some free pedals, bro? Anyone who Yeah, week. <laughs> anyone who I uh, owns a company, uh, a lot of folks I know who own companies have gotten that message from people saying, "Hey, give me free stuff." Yeah, and I don't know what those people are thinking, honestly. Um, <laughs> That's a different level of it doesn't hurt to ask. <laughs> I have a friend who works for a, like a local boutique hotel, and she gets like Instagram quote influencers trying to get free rooms from them constantly. Yeah, I do not understand. I do not understand it. Like, you got to do more than like leave a nice review and put a picture on your Instagram, like. Sorry, with your 500 followers or whatever. <laughs> even when it's even if it's a lot of followers, man, like you can ask for like again, like ask for a discount, ask for the bro deal, ask for the artist deal. Don't ask for free cuz that's uh outrageous. Yeah, I I, I think that's a, a a well-used term is asking for the artist deal when it comes to saying, "Hey, I I've got I have something of value to offer your company. If we can find a deal with some product, what's the artist deal or how do we, can we come to an agreement? Not just asking for stuff flat out, but now we're getting into the realm of 
artist pricing and what things look like industry, on that. Pre- industry, industry pricing, the back end stuff. I so. mean, I've worked in event promotions like most of my adult life. And uh, I mean, even for us, like we, we guess I would always guest list a lot of people like, cause they're within the industry as well. And there's sort of this unwritten rule that, you know, promoters get in free to shows from other promoters and, and, you know, sort of a, I guess a quid pro quo kind of situation, but, and, well, uh, and I've, no, I've talked to, to other builders who say that's one of their favorite parts is about being in the industry is like oh, yeah. trading, trading stuff around. Which I think is super rad, but for this, for this episode being on consumer stuff, I think we've more or less kind of talked through what there is to talk about with the information we've got. Yes. I think that we can call it a little bit early unless there's anything else you want to share. I, I think that's all. Cool. I think well, I'm going to go pour another cup of tea. Yeah, I think I'm going to go play with my uh, guitar pedals. Alrighty. Well, it's been real. Right. Yep. Uh, until next time. Oh, please leave us a review on iTunes. Please leave us a nice one. Please don't say mean things about Andrew. <laughs> we know. We know. It's sad. So sad. Um, that's actually, I want to see if there are any new reviews. 48. While you're pulling that up, I'll be right back. Great content, but seems quieter than other podcasts. Love the content. Keep it up. I feel like this podcast is mixed quieter than most, though. And I have to max out my headphones just to be able to hear both voices while I'm on the bus. Yeah, I'm going to look into that. Thank you for that very helpful review um, from someone whose name appears to be letters just smashed onto the keyboard. I know that sometimes I have a little bit of clipping and I need to um, reduce parts of the volume because of the clipping, especially when Andrew screams, aha, into the microphone. I'm back. Yes, that's fine. Uh, Yeah, so I just read a nice review and um, I would like more of those, please. It really does help the podcast. Uh, also, check out our store, getoffsetpodcast.com slash shop. And please subscribe to our uh, demo channel on YouTube. I am just uh, one of the videos has over 3,000 views now, which is very exciting. I think that's super rad. Yes. Cool. Uh, until next time, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for understanding. I'm Emily. I'm Andrew. One, Goodbye. Two, three.